In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 286th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to start off this week here looking at the Washington football team. They are off to a 1-2 and two start. Should really be 0-3. Uh, got blown out last week by Buffalo. 43 to 21 and their only win was a uh 30-29 win over the Giants on Thursday night football where they missed the winning field goal. Giants jumped off sides, they got a re-kick and they won the game. So, uh they're they're coming in here reeling. And uh the big title here for this episode is going to be where's the pass rush? Washington's team was supposed to uh, you know, have this vaunted pass rush with all these first-round picks up there, but they only got six sacks so far. So that'll be the theme here uh, during this podcast. We're going to talk about the um, the pass rush. We're going to look at quarterback Taylor Heineke from Collins Hill, do the series history in uh, the betting line, and then look at some of the locals. I didn't do the whole list yet, but I got the main ones. Um, their scores for the season, and then we'll look at some team notes here to help you get ready for Sunday when the Falcons play the Washington football team at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 1 o'clock in another battle of one and two teams, uh, or teams with a similar record. We had the 0-2 teams last week, and the Falcons prevailed 17-14 over the Giants, and we have two one and 2 Teams this week starting off the season here. Washington was expecting to be a little bit better coming off a playoff season. They were hoping to build on that. Um, They uh, were trying to start with Ryan Fitzpatrick this year, but he got hurt. And so um, Taylor's taking over. So let's look at the first, the pass rush here. These are Chase Young has no sacks. Um, and then he was getting some flack in D.C. for not going to the voluntary workouts in the offseason program. Now he's off to a slow start. So now they're wondering, well, hey, maybe he was, you know, doing too many Under Armour ads and, and uh, offseason engagements and stuff, uh, but not getting ready for the season. So, you know, whenever you get off to a slow start and you miss the season, that, that comes up. So that's what they're talking about in the Beltway about – Chase Young, who was the number two overall pick in 2020, he was the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, had 7.5 sacks and 10 tackles for losses to go with 12 quarterback hits last season. It's like I uh, stated, the um, Washington football team only has six sacks through the three games, um, and the uh, Jonathan Allen has three, Montez Sweat has two, and then cornerback Kendall Fuller has one. And the, the up front, the tackles are going to be uh, going to be a, 
a lot for the Falcons to handle. Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Payne is getting a lot of push, getting in the backfield a lot, and that's allowed Allen to be um, get the sacks. So it's kind of like Fletcher Cox and uh, Devon Hargrave, and we saw them get a uh, a sack in the uh, game last night against the Cowboys before it went sideways for the Eagles. But yeah, another um, inside uh, duo that's going to be tough for the Falcons and uh, Sweat. Who's also, he's from Stevenson High. He was a first-round pick, too, in 19, uh, 26 overall. Uh, he's got two, two sacks. And so he's listed as the right defensive end. And I got to go watch tape to make sure these matchups are right. That would put him over Jake Matthews. And then uh, Chase Young's listed in the game book as the left defensive end, which would put him over Caleb McGarry. So they're going to come to town thinking they can get well against the Falcons line. And um, it's going to be important for the line to hold up, you know, uh, better than they have. You know, uh, know, this is on par with the first couple games against the Eagles and and Tampa Bay where the line, you know, had some issues. So we'll see if they can – I don't know if they're going to leave some people in to help the tackles or help up the middle – Quick game stuff, uh, but yeah, all that stuff's going to be in play here. More outside zone runs, I think, is going to be in order uh, for this one. Looked like they went 20, they went um, with, uh, you know, power formations a lot against the Giants and, and went at them out of the eye formation. So we'll see how they attack this Washington uh, defense. Now Tyler um, Heineke played at ODU. I, I got a link in the on the Cover Nine at Nine blog uh, later today about his uh, game at ODU where he passed for 730 yards. So he 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 can sling it. They've been developing him. Of course, we know him from his days with the Panthers. He's played against the Falcons before. So um, you know there's some history with the with the uh, old regime at least but it was history against um playing against Tyler. So um Taylor, I'm sorry, I keep going back and forth. It's T A Y L O R Heineke. 59 of 89, 670 yards passing, 69.4%, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Has a passer rating of 97.7. His top target is Terry McLaurin. 19 catches for 231 and 1. And Antonio Gibson's the uh, running back. Antonio's from uh, Eagles Landing out in Stockbridge. Uh, went to Memphis. Uh, started his career at uh, East Central Community College in, uh, in uh, Mississippi. You know, kind of that last chance you type thing. But made it, got his grades together, and made it through Memphis, and now he's in the National Football League with uh, 45 carries for 190 yards. And uh, McKissick is uh, eight eight carries for 41 and one. J.D. McKissick, you remember him? He uh, was a star of 2016 training camp. Made his way to the Falcons practice squad. Uh, stuck around most of the year, then got cut and resurfaced in Seattle. Uh, he's been in the league uh, now. The worst played over 50 games and made 12 starts. So he's carved out a nice little career for himself. So those are the main issues on defense and offense. Uh, we'll come in with some special teams later when we look at some team notes. Uh, 
But the series history, the series history is uh, this will be the 26th meeting. 14, uh, Washington leads the series 14 to 10 and 1. However, the Falcons have won the last six games, including the last one 38 to 14 on November the 4th. 2018 at FedEx Field. So I just remember it's always something crazy with them. I think the D'Angelo Hall uh, and Bobby Petrino it's just it's, it's always um, some crazy sideline stuff. I think this is a game Coach Smith got uh, got uh, fined for him and D-Hall got into it or something. But yeah, it's, a, it's always some crazy stuff with the you know, it's been some crazy stuff when the two teams have played. Okay, the betting line, according to Bet Online underscore AG, the Falcons are one point favorites. So that's really a, a home underdog because you get three points for being at home. But they installed them as a one point favorite. That's the early line. We'll see if it moves uh, during the week. The uh, over and under is 48.5. Thinking the under is good. You're coming off, uh, you know, well, no, Washington just gave up 43 points. So, But that was Buffalo, and the Falcons haven't shown any explosion like that. Uh, so they got hot late, put two drives together after doing nothing in that game. So I don't know what to tell you. It's over, um, I would think under. But, yeah, they gave up the 43. That makes me give pause. So, you know, you're on your own there. No recommendations <laughs> for me. Um so local guys, I gotta go through the roster. We'll add on. I just knew the ones I knew. I think Jim and Davis is there too. I think he's a, another one. Uh, but we'll add him. We'll add the other guys later. But Taylor Heineke from Collins Hill and Old Dominion. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Eagles Landon, East Central Community College in Memphis, and then of course Montez Sweat from uh, Stevenson High, uh, Mississippi State is uh, the other local there. With the Washington football team. Now um, this season they lost their opener. 20-16 to to the Chargers. The LA Chargers. And then the, uh, won the second one. The Washington uh, against the uh, Giants. with the When Dustin Hopkins got the re-kick. Missed from 48. Uh, Dexter Lawrence was offside. Moved it up 5 yards. He made it from 43. They won the game. What a crazy one. And then last week they got boat they got ran up out of upstate New York. Just just keep it real. Twenty one to nothing and uh, you know, they put up some points late. But um yeah, forty three to twenty one. They were calling it a measuring stick game, you know, Buffalo's uh the Falcons gotta go up there too later in the season. And uh, Buffalo's one of the top teams in the AFC, you know, looking to get uh, a breakthrough and get to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Buffalo, well, that's not uh, no shame there getting blown out. But, no, they, yeah, it is shame because they, um, they were thinking they were ready to compete with the playoff teams. And um, Coach Rivera was a little <laughs> disappointed in uh, how that game turned out. So, just a couple um, – more Washington football notes for you. You know, the Falcons are uh, trying to build some momentum. You know, they got Washington football 1-2. and two. Next game against the Jets in London, 0-3. Oh, and, and then following that game, the Dolphins, who are out without their quarterback. And uh, they are also 1-2 with, with a good defense, though. So, 
Let's look at some of their offensive notes, a few defensive notes, and uh, wrap up with special teams there on the kicker and the punter. Okay, Heineke, in the last game, he was 14-24 for 212 yards, uh, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Also rushed eight times for 21 yards and a touchdown. Falcons did pretty good with the running quarterback last week, but uh, he's not a running quarterback, but uh, he did have some rushes for, for 21. So Heineke's the first Washington QB to rush for a touchdown and throw a touchdown in a single game since Case Keenum accomplished that feat in week 16 of the 2019 season. Okay, wide receiver Terry McLaurin is his favorite weapon. He also finished the last game with four catches for 62 yards, averaging 15.5 yards a catch. So he's down the field a little bit. Tight end Logan Thomas, former quarterback from Virginia Tech. Yeah, I um, good good for him. He made the position switch. Um, uh, saw his remember his workout at the combine and boy he was all over the place. Wow, he was wild. He was missing uh, you know, throws where nobody's, you know, you're not playing against defense, you should be able to make your throws. But he was wild. Woo! But he made the conversion to tight end and uh he's uh playing in the league now. He's got um he was a fourth round pick by Arizona, so he's made the conversion. Uh, four catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. He's mentioned by Arthur Smith, too, as one of their key weapons. When we talked, when he discussed the Washington team with us yesterday. All right, running back, Antonio Gibson. He had 12 rushes for 31 yards and one catch. He can come out of the backfield here. He had one for um, 73 yards and a receiving touchdown. So, he, you know, he played wide receiver. He went back and forth between wide receiver and running back at Memphis. Uh, you can Google him and, you know, comma AJC.com, and you'll see the stories we wrote on him leading up to the draft uh, coming out of Memphis. He uh, had some grade problems. He said he didn't work real hard. Went to um, East Central, got his grades together, and uh, got on point, made it to Memphis, and now he's in the league uh, out of Stockbridge over there. Henry County is probably one of them Henry County All-Stars. We used to play them uh, in Little League in one of those jamborees down there in McDonough. So here, um, more on Gibson. That, that touchdown reception was the second longest touchdown reception by a running back in Washington history. The uh, longest in Washington history was a 78-yard touchdown reception by Matt Jones against the Saints in 2015. All right, Gibson's touchdown reception was the longest touchdown reception by a Washington player since Terry McLuhan had a 75-yard touchdown reception against the Eagles in week one of 2019. More on Gibson's reception. Gibson's reception was the fourth longest reception by a running back in Washington history. Trailing Matt Jones, 78. Clinton Porters, uh, that was Matt Jones, 78 yards against New Orleans in 2015. Clinton Porters, 74 yards versus Houston in 2006. And Chris Thompson, 74-yard reception in 2010. Uh, Man, I remember they had some good running backs there. Uh, Joe Washington was a, a great one there, too, 
for the Washington football team, old school. John Riggins, of course. Uh, Larry Brown. You know, they had a great tradition at running back for Washington. On the defensive side of the ball, of course, you know, we're going to hear about this defensive line all week. Washington, uh, Washington Post had a story on them saying, hey, they're overrated. Maybe they're overrated, and they go down the list of the 10 quarterbacks they beat last year. You know, Ben Nucci's in there, Red Rifle's in there. And so they're um, Adam Kilgore for the Washington Post. I retweeted the link yesterday. Great story about him. He's like, hey, maybe this defensive front's overrated. Okay, they're not, they didn't even get to Josh Allen. They didn't even touch him. Uh, and, and elite quarterbacks are cutting them up. So, uh, you know, good read. Go read that. Subscribe if you, you know, got to. It's a good, it's worth it. Um, but, uh, that was the first time I saw that. Hey, maybe they're overrated and here's why. And they said they dominated these bad quarterbacks last year and everybody's hyped about them. Now they played some good quarterbacks here. Um, at least the Chargers and Buffalo and they couldn't get to them. Uh, Giants, that was a different story. So we'll see if the uh, the legitimacy of the Washington front has come into question. We'll see how that plays out against the Falcons uh, front. And, and some other defensive notes here. Linebacker Cole Holcomb recorded a team high and a career high. 14 tackles, 10 solo, and one tackle for loss against Buffalo. Cornerback Kendall Fuller had 10 tackles. So you know we're not impressed when the cornerbacks and the safeties are getting tackles. They shouldn't be getting that many tackles. So, um, and then cornerback Benjamin St. Justy, he had seven tackles, five solo and a pass defense. And Deron Payne, he's disruptive. He's the one. He's the fire starter up front. And, um... Allen gets all the, the stats, but this is the one that's, um, you know, in the backfield parading around a lot. You got to keep him under control. That's going to be Lindstrom. But I like Lindstrom on there. Uh, and then maybe Hennessy can help uh, Mayfield with Allen. Nah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if Lindstrom can take him one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, they can do that. That would be my plan. I'll pass that along to Coach Letford. Defensive tackle, Deron Payne. He had two tackles, one solo, and two quarterback hits. We're going to wrap up here with the special teams. Uh, mentioned the kicker already here, Dustin Hopkins. Uh, he had the, the game-winning kick against Washington, against uh, New York Giants after the re, re um after the reprieve from the officials. But last week, he recovered his own kick on a onside kick. Uh, for the first time in his career, he made all his extra points he attempted in that game. Okay, punter Tress Way finished the game with five punts for 235 yards. That was a 47 average and pinned one of the punts inside the 20-yard line. So you should be ready for the, the game on Sunday. Um, big win up in New York for the Falcons. They fought through that one. Um I called it a gritty win. Uh, Michael Cunningham texted me, and he called it another word, another letter in front of, instead of G, it was a, another word he called it. Uh, and uh, But um, the uh, he said that, hey, if they don't drop, if they drop 
uh, didn't drop Matt Ryan's interception, it would have been a loss. So, yeah, Dory Jack Jackson did drop the pick. But they won. So, you know, hey, it bounced their way. And uh, now they're trying to build some momentum, get a good uh, game, good matchups here in the schedule uh, against a uh, Washington football team that's trying to find its way and has a backup quarterback. Got to take advantage of these opportunities. So, with that, we're going to get on out of here. This is the 286th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, download, tell a friend. You can find us on Twitter at AJC. We're over 40,100 uh, followers on our way to 41,000. Uh, so, thank you for subscribing. You can get all your stories there. Uh, and on AJC.com, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Music by DJ Magic. You can see an article on her in Atlanta Voyager Magazine. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.